Hi, everybody, and welcome to an edition of Coach's Corner, where I answer your questions. If you missed last week's Coach's Corner, go back and check it out. I interview my co-host from the TLC show where I'm the relationship expert on called The Spouse House, Dr. Isaiah Pickens. He's amazing, and I think you'll really enjoy our conversation. We talk a lot about the behind the scenes of the show. And if you haven't been watching the show, it's on TLC Sunday night. It's it's a great show about relationship. And of course, it's reality TV, so there's some drama. But I really know that people watching can, can learn some things from the show, some things about relationships, some things about the way that we show up, and also feel hopeful and inspired about love because the show is all about love. So check it out. And also stay tuned because I'm going to be announcing next week a love challenge that I'm going to be running on social media, mostly Instagram and Facebook. So there's a way to win lots of cool prizes, like a free inner circle membership. So stay tuned for that. Make sure you're on my email list, christine at christinehassler.com and that you're following me on Instagram and Facebook, Christine Hassler, so that you are aware of all the cool things that we're creating here. I'm just finding new ways to connect with you, inspire you, and just send love your way. Okay, so I've got three questions I'm going to answer here. One's on relationship issues, one's on healing old core wounds, and one is on friendship. So here we go. First question is from Lindsay. Hi, Christine. I've got daddy issues, cheating ex-boyfriends, insecurities, the constant seeking of validation. I lose sight of myself and all other aspects of my life when a new guy comes in my life. I'm more focused on how he feels versus focusing on how I feel. I pushed away the last one. I don't want it to happen again. A new guy just came into my life and I am already in a state of back and forth of waiting, negative self-talk and fear. I need to get past this awful pattern that has been happening for years. I've done some self-work since September, and I know with 100% certainty I've come a long way. It is with men that I have to fight myself not to take three steps back. How can I stop this pattern? Please help. Okay, Lindsay. First of all, make sure to listen to my upcoming coaching episode, number 97, this week with Trinette, as I talk about breaking unhealthy relationship patterns and particularly codependency, which I think you might have a little of. So here's the deal. It is really hard to break a pattern when you're consistently putting yourself in situations that trigger it. That's why you feel like you're taking three steps back. You recognize you have some unhealthy behavior and insecurities with men, yet you still continue to date. It's like trying to get sober from alcohol, but living in a fully stocked bar. It makes it much harder to look at the deeper issues that are creating the insecurities. You're distracting yourself right now with dating. So my advice is stop. Stop, stop dating. I know you said you have a new man in your life, but since you recognize you're already in, in your words, a state of back and forth of waiting, negative self-talk and fear, I guarantee you he is just like the other men you have dated with a different face and you're probably going to engage in your same patterns. So seriously, stop, just stop. You need some time on your own right now to address the underlying reasons why you don't trust love. My sense is your heart got broken early in life by a parent or someone else or by multiple people, or perhaps you saw one of your parents not treat the other one well, and that became your model of relationship. Whatever the circumstances were, it is clear to me that you don't trust love and you're looking for love outside yourself and your self-love and your relationship with yourself need some improvement. 
It is great news that you're struggling with this pattern because it's your higher self really wanting you to clear it. So get some help, get a counselor or coach, dive into personal growth even more, but don't try to do it while dating. Cause again, you're just going to be reactivating an old wound. Give it time to heal. Be super honest with yourself. Deal with the anxiety that comes up when you're single and just stop dating. Have I said that enough? Stop. The only way you're going to break this pattern is if you stop engaging in the pattern so you can heal the unresolved issues and limiting beliefs underneath all this. Get expectation hangover if you don't already have it. And some awesome news that I don't think I've announced yet. I have a relationship course coming out called Getting Over Heartache and Breakups and Getting On With Love. You're going to love this course. It'll help you with a lot of the stuff that's up for you right now. Lindsay, you have my love and support. I know this is hard and I know I gave you some tough love here, but it is in service to helping you heal so that you can attract the kind of relationship that's healthy and loving and not based on your issues, but based on love and truth. Next question is from Joe. Hi, Christine. I'm a 25-year-old male, and my father was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis the year before I was born. Unfortunately, we didn't discuss the sadness and grief caused by my dad's illness as I was growing up, and instead just got on with it without really getting over it. I developed patterns such as withdrawal and lashing inwards at myself, and have developed pretty bad anxiety, which I still feel to this day. My father passed away at the beginning of 2016, and as the year wore on, I became increasingly depressed. I started taking antidepressants toward the end of 2016. While placing me in a foggy state of mind, the drugs immediately alleviated my anxiety, and with renewed clarity, I was able to start making important changes in my life. It was at this time I also started listening to your podcast, which has been a great guiding life in my recovery. During this time, I've been living with my mom and her partner. While this has been a really important space for me to recover, I also feel slightly claustrophobic and triggered whenever I enter her home. I feel like my mom doesn't really understand the deep pain that I harbor from my childhood. While she wants the best for me and loves me, I feel like she's always meandered around issues on a surface level, and she's unwilling to really journey into deeper issues. She often says things like, I just got to get on with things, or that's just life, which I find unhelpful. In the last few months, I've done some intense work on updating my beliefs, particularly in becoming appreciative and perceptive of the signs that my body and mind give me. Instead of just succumbing to my depression, I'm milking it for all it's worth. I feel at this point I need to take a leap of faith into the unknown and start sharing my raw story with friends to really take my emotional healing to the next level. I've thought about this a lot and have some plans to do it. My question to you is, do you have any advice on how to heal long-standing emotional wounds? Up until this point, my strategy has been to retreat to my childhood home and attempt to heal things through my relationship with my mom, which seems not to be working. I know I've come a long way from even a year ago, but I'm a bit unsure how to step into feeling like everything's okay and not be such an anxious mess all the time. With gratitude, Joe. So first of all, Joe, such deep acknowledgement. You're doing great work in terms of healing your wounds. You are doing it. There's so much you shared here that just reveals to me that you're in process. You're making progress. And these kind of wounds don't heal up in an instant, like a cut on our knee. And you're not taking a band-aid approach, which is awesome. You're diving in and you're breaking the generational pattern of just getting on with things and sweeping them under the rug. So I'll give you a few things to consider. First, I share frequently about my journey on antidepressants and getting off of them, but that doesn't mean I believe they're never useful. They can be a cast. You know, when a bone is really ripped apart, it sometimes needs a cast to help it kind of grow back together and eventually we can take that cast off. 
So I love that you see these have been a helpful tool. They've been a cast drop any judgment. It's gotten you out of paralyzing sadness and it's helped you to be able to take some positive steps. So with that, continue to really dive into those emotional issues. Use expectation hangover, especially the emotional section of the book where you're doing the release writing and you're doing the temper tantrum technique. And most of all, finding that space of compassion with yourself. That's so, so important, Joe, is to find that loving space of compassion. You know, there's a part of you that was wounded and is going through the suffering. And then there's this other part of you that's so compassionate and so unbroken and so full of love. Find that place. Next, start shifting out of your childhood home, both literally and metaphorically. So literally move, get out of there, move in with a friend, do what you can to either get roommates or find your own place. It's possible to continue to heal the wounds there, but I really, really feel like you'd be able to do it faster in your own space. And metaphorically move out of your childhood home by breaking old patterns like looking for your mom to console you or understand you or even change herself. And keep sharing vulnerably. That's another grown-up thing to do. And it will help you create your soul family so the pain from your family of origin doesn't feel so intense. So that intuitive hit of yours to start sharing with friends, awesome. Keep doing that. But not from a victim place, more from a vulnerability place. Next, get coaching or counseling. Find a way to invest in it. There's a lot here, Joe, that you're dealing with. And it's hard to do all that on our own without a professional guiding us. Maybe even ask your mom if she'd gift that to you and consider inviting her into a session. I don't recommend attempting to heal your relationship with your mom on your own. Get some professional support and guidance around this. Also, become a better parent to yourself. When the anxiety comes up, be with it. Reassure yourself. Like I was saying earlier, find that place of self-love and compassion that you long for from your mom on the inside. Find it in you. And finally, find things that get you excited about your future. I know that you're dealing with a lot of, of your past stuff, but also get excited about your future. What, what brings you joy? What are you passionate about? What creative interests do you have? Even as you're dealing with this, it's so important to find joy. So get those things in your life that make you excited about your future. I honor you, Joe, and I honor your journey. Keep going, and I hope this helps. Final question. This one's about friendship, and it's from Carla. So recently I learned that a longtime friend of mine has become pregnant. Her husband drinks a lot, and her relationship with him has an ugly history of problems, including infidelity, disrespectful treatment, and of course, his drinking. Years before they got married, she'd come to me in tears with her relationship problems. I reminded her she had a choice about whether or not to stay with them. She chose to stay, and I chose to stop giving her advice that I knew she wasn't going to follow. For years, we didn't talk about her relationship and pretended nothing was wrong in order to maintain the friendship. When I found out she was pregnant, I had an incredibly strong emotional reaction. I feel intense anxiety every time I think about her pregnancy. I sense this reaction is because I grew up in an alcoholic home, and it's triggering childhood trauma and pain. While I was having intense pain internally, I maintained a poker face externally with her and told her I was happy for her. I've not spoken to my friend about my fear and anxiousness about her pregnancy. Intellectually, I keep telling myself to mind my own business, but on emotionally, emotional level, the silence is killing me. I feel like by not speaking my truth, I'm lying by omission and it's getting harder and harder to pretend things are okay. My questions, should I speak up and say something? She's married him anyway, and even though there were problems before they got married, nothing is likely to change. I feel I risk hurting her and pushing her away if I speak up. Number two, how can I deal with my strong, intense emotional reaction and intensity about the situation? Is there a lesson here, some healing to be done? 
Okay. So let's take these one at a time. So should you speak up? Yes, but probably not in the way you think you should be speaking up. The truth is, Carla, you're not being a loving friend right now because you're lying. Like you said, lying by omission. You're pretending that you're happy for her. You're pretending everything is okay. That's not friendship. True friendship resides in truth and love. And this may be a friendship that has reached an expiration date. It's clear from your question and from listening to the show that you are someone who values personal growth. And where she is in her life is there's a lot of denial. And that's okay. Let's have compassion for where she is. On, you know, on some level, she's doing the best she can. But the fact is, you really can't be her friend anymore, it sounds like. Because your value systems are not aligned. They're not aligned. She's choosing to bring a child into what seems like an alcoholic family. And that's not of your value system. So without judgment of her, my advice is to complete the friendship and to say to her, this is hard. I love you. I'm going to miss our friendship. And it's my observation that your husband has a drinking problem. I grew up with an alcoholic father and I know how hard that is. I'm having a hard time being 100% happy for you because I'm concerned about this child. It's your choice and you know what's best for you, but I'd be lying if I said that this didn't bother me. So I think that maybe it's time for us to go our different ways. Now, you're going to have to put your own words on that. You know the relationship better than I do, and probably what I said may sound a little bit abrupt. However, Carla, there's not really a way to make this friendship work if you want it to be based in truth and love. It's clear that she's making the choices she's making, and those choices are bothering you. They're not choices that you can really support or live with. So you're not being a good friend by lying. And the second question, how can I deal with my strong emotional reaction? Well, it's definitely triggering another level in you, like that little girl in you that still has some hurt around being raised in an alcoholic home. So this is a wonderful time to do some work with her, to check in, to ask her what she needs. Maybe to go back to some Al-Anon meetings if you haven't been to those lately. It's just bringing forward another level of healing. And remember, as a young girl raised in an alcoholic home, you didn't have a voice. And as a grown woman, you have a voice now, sweetheart. And you don't have to be in friendships where there's addiction. You can protect that little girl by saying no, by getting out of friendships and situations where there's an active addiction there. I know it's hard, but part of your healing process may be completing relationships that sort of kind of perpetuate that old pattern of feeling like you can't get out, like you have to just pretend everything's okay. So the completion of this friendship could be a big piece in your healing journey. And again, send her love, (laughs) pray for her. That's the best thing you can do is just pray for her, pray for that child, pray for the husband, pray that a miracle happens but just know that it's not your job to save them. Sending you all so much love. If you have a question that you'd like me to answer on the show, you can email assist at christinehassler.com. Also, if you'd like to be on the wait list to get coached on the show, you can also email assist at christinehassler.com. Until next time, everybody, be sure to check out this week's coaching episode. Talk to you soon.